0: hello 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 and welcome back to the drew brina show i'm sabrina your host and drew is here with me and we are a pre-licensed counselor and nurse growing with therapeutic tools for a holistic life and marriage
1: oh it's got a ring to it
0: it's new it's no longer intern counselor it's now pre-licensed
2: Yep.
1: Yeah, now i get to do what i do anytime anybody asks what i do
2: yes. which is
1: explain well how does that work with licensure and this and that and,
0: yeah no but, i understand it, yeah. it can be very complex for people yeah. to understand so, it's like residency and fellowship and all that stuff for If you're doctors, nobody knows what the order is, but there's an order that you know and that's all that matters.
1: Right, so it used to be counseling intern, which is where you're a graduate level student getting your master's or your doctorate and you're interning while you're still currently a student. You don't have your degree yet. However, I do now have my master's in clinical mental health counseling Mm -hmm. and I'm now attaining hours to apply for licensure and so in hawaii we call that a pre-licensed clinician
0: wow you're so fancy
1: yeah well you know (laughs) who do i live with
0: are you calling me bougie
1: Mm -hmm. fancy in the best way
0: wait let's break this down what's so bougie or fancy about my taste
1: (laughs) well i feel like you just have like a very distinct femininity about you. I do. Yeah, like you have a certain aesthetic taste with all types of cool pastel colors and curly cues.
0: <laughs> For what?
1: <laughs> Everything
0: in the house, like decor, food? yeah, decor, what category
1: the, the clothes that you buy, um, your little Bible notes
0: interesting bible notes
1: yeah don't you make them all colorful and oh yeah
0: sometimes i use colors not as much anymore because it overwhelms me i'm like i'm just gonna use black (laughs) (laughs) black and white yeah well
1: because life is black and white mm. (laughs) no it's not it's gray there are shades of black and white yeah
0: yeah truth is semi black and white yeah (laughs) that's deep conversation i know that's too. a whole episode yeah i don't want to go there <laughs> okay we have a two-week recap because we've not been on the podcast for the last two weeks so i'm gonna go first because my lo- list is very long compared ladies
1: to first yeah she'll take eight of the 10 minutes that we dedicate <laughs> to recap and then i'll fit mine in real quickly in the last two. Oh gosh
0: sorry um okay what do i want to start with I guess the most interesting thing I'll start off with is that we got into a hit-and-run car accident yesterday. So that was interesting. We were coming back from the beach after hanging out with some friends. We got our dogs together to make sure they, like, got along because they're generously watching our dog during Christmas, which we're really thankful for. Anyways, we were coming back. We were sitting at a stoplight, and this lady gets T-boned in front of us, and the guy just keeps on going just it was a hit and run he keeps on going even though his bumper was completely demolished and thankfully no one got hurt and then she came into our lane and hit us head on it's kind of hard to explain via podcast but basically we got hit head on after a hit and run and our car got minor damage it wasn't that bad but hers and the hit and run car were pretty bad
1: yeah yeah, and this, they caught him. So. This dude totally just blew through a red light and T-boned this girl. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, this older lady. Not yeah,
1: girl. I know. This older woman. And like Sabrina said, no one was hurt. Yep. But yeah, the and guy. Zelly was
0: okay too. He was in the back.
1: Speaking of, what? the <gasps> husband of the guy, Whoa. the husband of the wife who got T-boned is literally calling, calling me you. right now.
0: Oh, shoot. Should
1: I take it on the podcast? I'm just kidding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, we could pause it and then tell people what it was about.
1: <laughs> yeah, true.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, Why not?
1: Okay, and we're back. Yeah, <laughs> so our friend, yeah, the husband of the wife who got T-boned just called. He was just following up, making sure we were okay, and then he provided an update. Um, the, the Mustang that actually hit that um, female driver uh, sped off after the accident, so it was a hit and run. Um, but the cops ended up finding him and of course, you know, they're gonna be charged with a hit and run. Um it it looked like it was a rental car. So it was likely some tourists that were on vacation and they went up to the windward side to go enjoy the beach and little did they know there would be a little wrench in their plans. So yeah, <laughs> but they ended up getting caught and the police report is updated and they took down our statement and everything like that and um Yeah. The gentleman but- and his wife are uh, healthy and safe and um thank goodness nobody yeah, was hurt. Could
0: have been really really bad. Yeah. But it but, wasn't.
1: But he is going to text me a picture of
0: Yeah. The, okay, uh, but the best part about all of this was we get hit head on and then some people right after I get out of the car right after and we're like stunned, right? And the yeah. first thing I do is make sure the lady in the car is okay. And then this other girl because there's a ton of um bystanders, a lot of witnesses because it was like in the town mm-hmm. of Kailua. Yeah. And
2: one of, the one of them, roads
0: One of the one of the people out there were like they stopped on the side of the road, and I know them, <laughs> small island. And she was like, "This was the license plate number," and so I like took it down quickly on my notes. And then this one gentleman, I think he's the owner of this of this like restaurant on the corner, who witnessed it. He goes, "Guys, look at this!" And he just holds up like it's the, a UFC like. Title belt. Belt, yeah. yeah. And he's like, look what I found. And it's literally the license plate from the hit and run car.
1: Yeah. So stupid. So
0: we were like, yes, we've got him. Justice. And everyone, chew. Yeah. You know, yeah. chew. Like, yeah. There was cheered, probably,
1: so. there was like at least 10 witnesses, oh, yeah. if not more. Plus more. Yeah. And they were all just like, oh, everybody okay. Him. Like,
0: yeah. They were so like, nice. Like, oh, we
1: take this into our own hands. We're not going to wait for, for the, the police. Yeah. It was we'll awesome. We'll beat him up. I was like, yeah, okay, was, well. It was awesome. Yeah. And, It was a, it it felt good
0: because we were embraced. Like, I think that's why it felt good to me. Everyone was like, Are you, of course, it's a wreck. You're going to be embraced. But I don't know. Like, Kauai is a little bit different. So I was thankful they were like happy to help us. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Anyways, everyone was like, back up. Like, let's move, let them move out yeah, of the Yeah, they were like blocking like, traffic, yeah. letting us
1: pull over. Like, uh, yeah, it was, it was so, they were so helpful. The, came um, to a one of the restaurant managers or owners right on the corner of where the accident happened came out and was like, hey, you guys need some water or something? Yeah. They brought water for us, they brought water for the dog. Yeah. Zelly like, Do you want was a in beer? the car with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was like, this should have got a beer. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, was Zelly right. was in the car and it was fine. And when Sabrina, like, the car that got t-boned into our lane and like collided with us head on like she just kind of rolled into us like yeah there not was rolled, very physically, little not like the car rolled but just like yeah, slowly moved. slowly yeah like
0: it was so slow mo into our head.
1: it was yeah I,
0: I was like uh like almost time to reverse but then not enough and so it just it was fine we were cushioning her it was okay so, and yeah. even if you had backed up into the car behind us, it might have hurt Zealous. So it's yeah. good that we didn't back up.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Anyway, so we're all okay. We're gonna have to
1: yeah. get the car. It was fixed, weird,
0: but it's not too much. It's kind of
1: weird so. that it happened. Like even last night, when like at the end of my day, I try to like do a daily review, kind of mm. of what happened, and right. Um, and when I was doing it, I kind of forgot. Like, yeah, but that's just repressed. Like yeah, when trauma. you yeah, when you experience something. Kind of intense. Your brain naturally just tries to categorize it and hide it away, which is so interesting because, like, I guess it helps you focus on what's in front of you in the short term. Mm. But then when it just kind of lays there in your subconscious mind, it it comes out later.
0: It does, and
1: it's like unprocessed trauma can come out in all sorts of unhealthy ways. Not to say it was like a traumatic event; it was an well,
0: I mean, it it was an intense
1: event. Like we witnessed something pretty intense, yeah, um, and scary, but. So it's yeah interesting. It, yeah, I think it,
0: it's it wants to block it out, like you said, in order for you to like go into um into like help mode for yeah, yourself like and others. problem solving mode. Yeah, or,
1: yeah, responding to it. Right. Yeah.
0: At least my brain, I was like, oh my gosh, is the people okay in the cars? You know, it's like go check on them first. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so so that was crazy. Uh, what else? We. Went to Bellows last weekend. We went to the beach with some friends that come in every couple of months, and that was really nice. The wat- It was rainy, so rainy last week, like every single day. And you know it's bad when it goes all the way into Alamawana Beach Park, which is like the Makai side of—I uh, mean the Mal- no Makai side of the island, which means the ocean side. And it was all the way rainy that way, which is insane. That never happens. It's mostly just in the mountains, the Maka- M- um, Malka side. Anyways, and then what else? Uh, We had the med spa um, Christmas party, my works party. That was really fun. Wouldn't you say, babe?
1: Yeah, that was super fun.
0: (laughs) I, like, came up with all kinds of games to interact with each other. I did scategory, like, Christmas categories. I did a bingo where, okay, you guys can take this idea because it's, I think, it's pretty epic. <laughs> I basically thought of like isms for each person, like people that uh, all, everyone does like a quirky thing at our spot, you know, like the people you work with always have quirks. But I try to be mindful and kind about it. And then um, like any like quotes everyone says all the time that's funny and makes us laugh or like silly, you know, um, or dorky, you know. And so I, then I did bingo and I put everyone's isms and sayings and like, things we do like we always have the same cake like this Shink- uh hawaiian chantilly cake every for everyone's birthday we all get it from one of our the nurse practitioners so i like put it in a bingo and i made everyone laugh and that was the gift for me mm-hmm. i'm so happy about that no
1: sabrina crushed it like she Aww. totally made the party like it was just kind of a dinner party at this really nice uh tapas restaurant um but she brought like she did like awards for everybody bingo we played scattergories like she put all this together and everyone just had a blast like it was so interactive and they were so grateful they're like sabrina thank you like you made this night
0: yeah i mean they were all a little tipsy but
1: (laughs) still. well the (laughs) truth truth comes out when you're a little tipsy
0: (laughs) no it was a blast and we all exchanged really great like secret santa gifts and white elephant gifts. I actually got my white elephant gift back and it was a game and I was so thankful I got it back cuz I want to play it this season. Got her own. <laughs> I wanted it. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh yeah. Your turn?
1: My turn. Um so yeah, this week, let's see what's new. Yeah, I got a new Bible. Actually, one of my friends uh recommended or uh, I kind of asked him like just what his Like Bible study routine look like because I was kind of looking to refresh that in my own life and um, he reads this Bible called the Spirit-Filled Life Bible and it's the New King James Version and it just has different like study notes and different like prayer topics and Mm. different studies about like the power of prayer, the power of the Holy Spirit, um, overcoming adversity, uh, leader like spiritual leadership, all Mm. types of stuff like that. So yeah, it's it's really cool. Um there's a lot of good resources in it and um so far, yeah, it's kind of refreshed my uh refreshed my devotional life and uh to add on to that. Um I just got this really cool app called Good Notes and it's pretty popular. Like I'm late to the game. This is the sixth edition um that's already out and um I kind of refreshed like my um morning devotional time and was able to kind of Uh, create and tailor kind of a good uh, structured morning routine where I kind of start out with some foundational prayers. Um, and I actually, I'm not going to go too into detail with it because I want to keep some of it like private and intimate between me and God. Okay. I don't want to make it an aesthetic Mm -hmm. rather than like an intimate spiritual devotion, but in general it's, um, yeah, it just breaks it down into some prayers, some affirmations, um, gratitude, some Bible reading, things mm-hmm. like that, and mm-hmm. so it's kind of cool. And I just made it totally for myself to provide just kind of a loose outline for morning time because sometimes it's like I go in the morning, I'm like, okay, what do I do? I'm like, yeah,
2: do totally. I pray?
1: What do I read? Do I do a devotion? Do I just read a chapter out of the Bible? Do I do that? Do I yeah, contemplate? Yeah, do yeah. I meditate? Do I did? Sure. And so this kind of create structures. So then within the structure, I can kind of have the freedom to interact with God in a, um, you know, in a creative way, I guess.
0: Yeah. That makes sense.
1: Uh, what else is new? Uh, update on second brain is it, second brain. It's interesting because I think at the beginning, the excitement kind of helped spearhead me developing some of these organized folders and systems and things like that. And then, like some general folders and stuff like the uh, the para stuff like um, projects areas resources archive like I have that all set up and then now I'm kind of tweaking like my capture system I'm trying to make it so that it serves me instead of obsessing over making the perfect system Um, because a lot of times we want to make the most perfect organized system everything has its place is automated but then you find yourself working on maintenance on that constantly Mm. and it's not even fulfilling the function that you created it to do which is to help you be more productive so that you can free up um, space in your brain to be more present and creative and do more human things and so I'm kind of trying to find that sweet spot of being intentional about um, capturing new ideas, resources, distilling my notes into main, main key themes. Um, but also not getting lost in the sauce of obsessing over building this like airtight system. So it's kind of interesting. I wouldn't say that like I'm hitting a wall, but I'm climbing over one.
2: (laughs) Nice. Cool.
0: All right. Well, today's topic um, is how to help your spouse through a difficult time. Uh, as you guys know from our podcast two episodes ago, we've gone through uh, a miscarriage recently. But then, also in 2022, uh, we we you know we had our fair share of hard times with mental health and marriage and everything. Yeah. Um, So we've gone through significant life changes and hardships in the last two years of living here in Hawaii and uh, there's been a consistent theme for me specifically in the last six months um, where I've just felt this overwhelming gratitude for my husband and the way that he treats me and loves me and works through things with me um, as I've been processing my grief, and I just thought I want to do a podcast where we talk about how to help our spouses through a difficult time because I am working on it and I'm learning, um, and I just feel like Drew has a lot of good nuggets on how to help when your spouse just needs some love and care and affection, and you're not quite sure how to do it, and you don't have the tools that Drew, you know, has, you know, with all of your schooling and. And just things that come natural to you too. Um, But not all of us have that, you know, in our back pockets to help our spouses. So, anyway, I was like.
1: That's all grace because.
0: Ah, sure. But I mean,
1: thank you. I'm flattered. Um, And I would say a lot of what I've learned is just because a lot of very loving people have demonstrated care and empathy and challenged me. Um, And then I've made a lot of mistakes. (laughs) And in those mistakes, God and other people have met me with a lot of grace. And yeah. I've been freely given that. And now I have the opportunity to freely give it away. And I'm constantly learning how to best help people. And yeah. myself gets in the way so often.
0: Sure. Yeah. I mean, you're not perfect. I know this. but <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Let's turn this around. You know. <laughs> um, yeah, but you, signifi- you have like great tools that not everyone just has naturally. You know what I'm saying? So it would be helpful to walk through some of these. So I'll kind of like ask you about them and then have you answer and then I'll give an example of how it's helped me kind of. That's what I'm thinking as far as the timeline of this goes.
1: Yeah, sure. So I can first just like introduce kind of the outline of what we're going to talk about and then we can go through them. Sure. Okay. So uh, several key things that I do, practical things that I do are um, to support Sabrina. Are I use active listening, um, uh, affirming uh, affirmation and validation, building trust, and lastly, uh, challenging, challenging them and supporting them. So we're going to break those down one by one.
0: Nice. Yeah. Okay, so when you say active listening... Um, We all know that listening is like helpful, (laughs) but what does active listening mean?
1: Yeah. So I think the first part about active listening is don't do the opposite of active listening, which which is is talking. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So it's like if there's an opposite of talking and speaking is listening. And that even goes beyond saying words, but it also goes to the fact of you don't have to think about what you're going to say next. Because if we're thinking about what we're going to say next, we're not fully listening to the person. Mm. Our mental energy is being spent toward crafting our response or avoiding any type of silence or trying to say the right thing. And it doesn't mean that those things are bad. Like, of course, you know, you're not just going to be a stone wall and you're not just going to be silent. Um, But putting aside this um, reflex to respond right away yeah so that's kind of the foundation of it and then a few like practical tools within active listening are simple things that you listeners have heard of eye contact yep um usually sitting upright and facing somebody facing them communicates to them that you're listening Mm -hmm. um and then there's these things called minimal encouragers Mm. and these are things like when you're listening to them you're nodding your head yeah you're saying "Mm, mm mm-hmm okay yeah. Or, yeah, oh, I see. What I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So minimal encouragers. Uh, and then another way, another um, for, uh, form of active listening is um, reflecting mm. what the person just said back to you. Yeah. And if you want like a full, um, like deep, deep and dirty <laughs> breakdown of, <laughs> of listening, and specific tools we have a whole episode on it i know let me it's go it's called back. it's called here to listen or something like that
0: let me go look at yeah, what she's
1: gonna pull up what episode number and name um but yeah so active listening right oh uh, it's
0: episode 20 it's called engaging listeners
1: oh uh, there we go engaging listeners um so yeah if you want a um quick and dirty there's episode 20 there not quick and dirty but deep and dirty um so yeah active listening Eye contact, orient your body toward the person, sitting up straight, minimal encouragers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I see. Oh,
0: Things it's like also that. episode three, speaking of listening.
1: Ah. That's right.
0: That's what it was, I think. Yeah. yeah. Episode three.
1: Speaking of listening. So there's two of them.
0: I think. The second, the first one I said, I'm not quite sure. Engaging listeners.
1: Oh, no. That was about engagement. Oh. Did you have to <sighs> scratch that. Episode 20 is about engagement. So, so
0: episode three. Episode
1: three is about listening. Yeah. And I, I think there might have been some audio issues on that, but yeah, <laughs> the the content is still there. anyway, so: um,
0: Yeah, I think why I like when you h- how active listening helps me is, yeah, like you said earlier, just it, you're listening to me. I think one of the best things you can do for for someone is listening to them. Slow to listen, or
2: <laughs>
0: sorry. <laughs> Slow to anchor. Oh my gosh, be, help me. Be
1: quick to listen.
0: Slow to anger.
1: Slow to speak.
0: Slow to speak. Oh <laughs> so
1: yeah, gosh. there's a scripture that says,
0: <laughs> be quick to listen. It. That's okay.
1: Be quick you're just to listen, watching
0: me flounder.
1: So to speak. Well, I wanted to give you the opportunity. True. I was listening. I was listening.
0: <laughs> okay, in this moment, please help your wife who's drowning.
1: <laughs> and yes, use discernment when you're using all these tools. <laughs>
2: oh my gosh.
0: Anyways... <laughs> (laughs) Scripture says it specifically. And I think that when you're engaging, because, you know, we're not all perfect at this. Sometimes you're doing something, you're on your iPad, and I'm like, hey, Mm
1: -hmm. can you please
0: listen to me right now? Um, And so active listening is really helpful, especially when you're going through something difficult, because I think you just deeply want to be heard when you're hurting and when someone's giving you their full attention and not expecting to to like to, to hear anything specific and they don't have any expectations but to just hear you out and give you the space to grieve properly to maybe have some sobbing episodes get it out talk some more things like yeah. that it's very yeah it's very therapeutic to right. that's i mean that's one of the reasons we go to therapists right is to have someone to listen to us
1: right because if you don't accurately understand where that person is coming from you can't accurately respond and it doesn't mean you have to agree with it and sure maybe when you're listening you're more aware of their blind spots than them but regardless you have to start with where you are right you know you have to start with where the other person is it doesn't mean that you you know leave it there and you just validate to death and never change your view if there's a harmful pattern or thought or cycle or distorted thinking, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to agree, but at that's least I was first go next. the starting point is hearing where they are coming from.
0: The whole point of active listening is just simply listening. Like if you're listening to have a statement afterward, that's not, that's not listening. And you don't have to, this is something that we learned on, learned pretty quickly in Getting help from specific people was they're like, you don't have to agree with what they're saying. Mm -hmm. Because there's times where I'd hear, I'd be listening to you tell me about something negative you were experiencing. And I'd just be like, I just don't agree with this or don't line up with how you're talking.
1: Get the devil out of you.
0: (laughs) No. I'd just be like, Satan, that's Satan's voice. And you're just like, that's not helpful. And I'm like, okay. So.
1: Eventually we can get there. Right. But at first. Just listen. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Especially at the very beginning of something traumatic or something somewhat like, uh, I don't know, the beginning of the issue when it's fresh, that's when I think you just need to listen and do yeah. nothing else. Right.
1: Because if you tell them how, how they, re- yeah, how they interpreted it is wrong. You're just gonna <laughs> further disenfranchise them.
0: I think we ha- we think we have to write, write uh, uh, right the wrong of whatever lie or thing yeah, they're ta- telling themselves immediately. Uh, otherwise, it'll just continue into some spiral. But I think a, a lot of times, a mature human, you know, most mature people can work through their issue as they speak and then get to the other side in a healthy way without being told exactly what they should or shouldn't believe. Right. Yeah. Most, not all. And sometimes some yeah. conversations need that. Some Whoever these
1: mature people are, like, please reach out to us. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, no, okay. for sure.
1: Um, yeah, and I think this can easily be interpreted as, like, just validating and letting people speak their truth and – and just ne- them never growing, right? Right. And you're just affirming, uh, sorry, affirming, affirming mm-hmm. dysfunction. Yeah. Right. And that's not at all what we're saying. I think that in the moment, it's kind of like prayer, right? Are we coming to God humbly, exactly how we are? Mm. You know, because that way, then He can meet us exactly where we are, instead of meet some projection of ourselves. Or some person we think we have to be before we come to him. Right. You know, and so in the same way with listening, you forfeit an opportunity to connect with somebody on a deep personal level if you're just listening to them through the lens of what's wrong with them or how they're misinterpreting the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you get to that later, but not not in the beginning. So and we get we'll get to that. The last one is challenging and supporting.
0: So the next one we'll talk about is affirming and validating. So I think we've already alluded to some of this, but what would you give an example of that's like how to affirm and validate your spouse?
1: Well, one of the biggest like two types of affirmations that come to mind are universality and then just validating their experience that what they're feeling is okay mm. and so the first one universality is kind of what it sounds like which is you're not the only one struggling with this mm. and that can be interpreted in different ways yeah. right on one hand you could be like oh, you're not the only one who's, in, who's,
2: who's gone experiencing this or, yeah. like
1: get over it everyone's hurting mm-hmm. you know it can you can interpret it or even speak it in kind of a um, passive-aggressive way like that But then again, also, you can be like, oh, man, like, you know, there are others like hurting out there and going through this same thing. So you can find strength that there are people who are currently working through this and also people who have already walked through it and who are on the other side and now have the refined character and blessings that come out of that period of hardship.
0: Yes. Yeah, totally.
1: So that's universality, and then validation is basically just saying like, "Wow, like, uh, I think that's totally normal that you would respond that way." Yeah. Or like, I can see why you would respond that way. Yeah. You know, or you're doing the best you can, and you know the situation happened, and this is how you're responding to it. You know, this yeah. is it. This is where we're starting. That's okay.
0: And it could be even as simple as like, okay, this afternoon, you're like, hey, it's two o'clock. You feel like maybe your day is fast approaching the end. How would you like to spend the rest of your day? You just did that. You know, you just did that like a few hours ago when I came home from hanging out with a friend this morning. And I, that was so validating because you're like, hey, I see that you're struggling, that it's already 2 p.m., what do you, how would you like to extend your day? What would you like to do with the rest of your day? That was so validating and it's so small, but it just made me feel like I was seen in this small issue I was experiencing and you were willing to be there for me in it. You were willing to help me in it. Um, and you affirmed or you validated that it was like, it made sense that I was feeling like my day was approaching, my end of my day was approaching. Um, So it can be in small things, but then also it could be in big issues. Like when, you know, I was, I mean, I still am when I'm having a hard time with my thought processes, my narratives that I spin or the past or whatever it is. um, You're just like, it makes sense that you would feel this way. You know, it makes sense that you're, you're having an issue with this still like it's okay that you are you're still like grieving after 4 months of your miscarriage like it's okay you know yeah um and that is everything when you're yeah having issues i think
1: affirmation and validation are accepting yours or the person you're listening to's um, reality reality yep yeah so because it is, may not be the same this reality this is our starting point Yeah, this is where we're starting.
0: It's not probably your spouse's reality. I mean, I literally had just walked in. You were sitting on the couch. You were chilling. And I was frantic in my head. Yeah, I was in a totally different space. I mean, part of it was because I'd had caffeine. And a lot of times (laughs) when I have caffeine, my head is all over the place. But you were just chilling and I was sporadic. So your spouse might not even come from the same place you are, but at least you're getting validation. And you don't have to take on the emotion that's the biggest thing too is you don't have to take on the emotion that your spouse is feeling yeah you can just be like oh it sounds like you're having a hard time sounds Mm -hmm. like you need some love come sit by me and i'll give you a hug or it sounds like you just need a little bit of water you know like come drink like a glass of water sounds like you need some breathing let's breathe together i don't know something like that it could be so simple
1: yeah it's like let's let's calibrate like this is what happened this is where you are yeah like how can we move forward, you know, yeah. not deny the past or beat ourselves up that yeah. the day went the way it did, but yeah. how can we move forward, right? Because it's, uh, Christ died for us while we were still sinners, yeah. right? So he, he, he met us exactly where we were at, not as we would be. <laughs> so, um, and yeah, and then so the next part of, like the next pillar is building trust. So through active listening and through affirmation and validating, you're building trust. Yeah. You're showing the person that Time. you are a safe space for them, Yep. right? And I know that that term has different connotations, um, but in this context, it's just saying their, their brokenness is welcome. Mm. You don't have to be perfect to talk to me. You don't have to have your stuff together before you come to me. Um, and it just shows them that you have their best interest in mind. Mm -hmm. You're not trying to fix them. You're not condemning them. Um, Yeah. And then.
0: And it seems weird, right? Like, oh, we've been married for five years. Why do we need to be building trust still? But uh, I mean, our therapist has said this many times, like you're going to traumatize one another. Like in marriage, you're going to traumatize one another and you're going to cause issues that people, that the other, your spouse remembers for their whole life sometimes. Not saying you hold it against them or have a resentment your whole life against them, but like you're going to remember things they've done that really hurt you. And so I think there's a constant foundation of trust you're building upon. And so if you have more of a foundation of trust, even like, for example, our marriage, I would say we haven't really felt trustworthy for each other for long wouldn't yeah. you say if we're vulnerable in some
1: areas yeah like yeah we haven't trusted one another fully like with our heart and emotions
0: up until recently
1: yeah uh, i think there's other areas where we do have a lot of trust which yeah. is like fidelity like yeah. i'm never worried or like checking sabrina's True. phone or whatever that like there's another guy in her life or right and like vice that. versa so we have like trust in that Department and other ones, but yeah, maybe the trust in terms of sharing our hearts with one another, we're still growing, still building. It's
0: still growing, yeah. And I think uh, I'd like to say that there's hope if you're feeling right now that like your spouse has never been a safe place for you and you've been married for, I don't know, (laughs) I don't care, like, you know, 30 plus years, whatever it is. And you're like, wow, there's no hope for us. It's like, that's not true. You can always find a foundation of trust if you work at it. Yeah. Marriage is work, baby. Yeah.
1: And maybe for some seasons, your spouse is not trustworthy Trustworthy, and yeah. you share your heart with other people, not pro- preferably not somebody of the same sex. True. Because <laughs> that can lead to complicating things di- unless yeah. it's a family member or, right, you know, right, use, right. use judgment with that. Or maybe it's a close friend or, yeah. um, you know, a spiritual leader, a counselor, that, that kind of thing.
0: And I think, too, it's something we've learned, too, is, like, we have to trust one another in order to build trust.
1: Yeah. Rest- I know
0: that sounds cliche, yeah. but, like, if you're not willing to at least try to continuously trust the other person, even if you get your heart kind of ripped out every time. I'm not saying you should always put yourself in the line of fire, but I am saying if you want to build trust, you have to at least let the other person try.
1: Give them opportunity. Even if and they maybe fail. it's with something small. Right. Maybe it's not with the biggest deepest darkest thing. Right. Maybe it's just something like hey, I'm having a bad day. Could you help me? Something like right. that. Right. You know, it doesn't have to be oh my god, when I was 12, my dad said this and I don't know what I believe about myself anymore, you know. Yeah. It could just be you can start give them opportunities. Yeah. You know. It's good. Um yeah, and then also building trust lays the foundation for the person whom you're helping to be more open to challenging
2: mm.
1: uh, challenge them and to support them and to help problem solve and maybe address some of their thought distortions or maybe replace some of the inaccuracies with truth. But without building that trust first, they're going to be on the defensive. Absolutely. Um, You know, when you're giving them feedback. That's why it's last. We want to just expedite it and get to that part and fix it. But there's a a process, you know?
0: Yeah. And that's, I struggled with this struggled so hard in 2022 with this because your mental health was so hard for me to wrap my head around you were believing lies upon lies upon lies and I didn't believe them for you I I I saw way more for you I wanted to correct them every time and I did and it didn't create a safe place for Drew to be honest with me or allow him to just let it out and you know and tell me what he was feeling and thinking without me judging him or trying to fix it right away and um it it, yeah it it wasn't helpful so I think if we jump to challenge and supporting or challenging somebody we can really expedite right or we can um cause issues yeah what am I trying to say
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a certain irony to immediately challenging and giving feedback and problem solving. Like, the irony is that we want to efficiently help them as quickly as possible. Right. And so we jump in and we want to just kind of solve them, point out the blind spots, and then they'll be set back on their feet and on their way, good to go. Uh, But the irony is that it actually makes it more inefficient because you're not, they're not going to be willing to take that feedback and it's going to put more of a chasm between you, there's going to be more confusion about, you know, whomever came to the other person in this situation with their issue, there's going to be more confusion of what they should do about it or what they're thinking is valid or this or that. Mm. Like it. So it actually makes it more inefficient, and sometimes it never gets solved, and then it just gets added to this cloud of unresolved issues that just follows behind you.
0: I think also we, a lot of times if we're not, Trying to actively listen, and we're challenging very quickly. We're not recognizing the true root of the issue, and we're jumping upon the first thing they say. You jump to conclusions, yeah. and then there's a misunderstanding, and then that misunderstanding turns into a resentment,
2: mm, right? right? Because
0: if we're not listening to the root of every issue because there is there's a chair behind the chair there my favorite podcast walk in love they talk about this all the time like it's not just like the first thing the person talks about is the problem it's typically many chairs behind them there's an issue yeah. that they need to you need to talk about first Right. it's like you never do the dishes and then the root of it's probably like i feel like I'm not cared for because I'm not getting help around the house. And when I don't get help around the house, it reminds me of my, my dad who never helped my mom when I was a kid or things like that. You know what I'm saying? And right. so there's just a deeper root. Yeah. And I'm not saying you always have to talk about the deep root every time you're talking right. about an Sometimes issue.
1: Right. Sometimes it is a quick fix.
0: Sometimes. But yeah. if Your's we're jumping... Emotions are
1: complicated. It's not linear I always. Know.
0: Yeah. And a lot of times it's e- uh, my best course of action is always just to ask, like directly, right? It's like, what's the real issue here? Are you like, is there something else going on? Yeah. I'm not great at this, but it's something like to get better at is, is there something else behind this that is bothering you that it's, it's not just the first thing you told me? Yeah. Um, it's digging. And also, you have to have time and space and the right crowd sometimes to be able yeah. to do that, right? But yeah.
1: So, this idea of like trying to, Diagnose the problem quickly and then treat it. If we use a, um, a metaphor of like the medical model of diagnosis, right? Mm-hmm. Like say you go to the doctor and you're like, oh, my throat hurts. Mm-hmm. And the doctor doesn't take the time to gather all the symptoms, what the timeline is, mm-hmm. how long you've been experiencing it, family mm-hmm. history, Mm-mm. things like that. And they're just like, oh, you got a sore throat, like here's some throat lozenges, be on your way. But actually he overlooks that it's like throat cancer or something <laughs> because he didn't take the time to look at the full right, list report, of symptoms yeah. and do a full assessment. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying you have to do a clinical assessment anytime that you talk to somebody. But that's but, just an example of how s- j- jumping to conclusions, yeah. you can not fully understand the actual problem that the person brought to you.
0: I think, too, a red flag in someone's mind should be as if your spouse keeps bringing up the same issue over and over and over again. You know, it's like red flag. There's something there that is really bothering them. And there's probably a route to this. Like, let's sit down on Tuesday at this time to talk about it. You know, like, so you're prepared to have a conversation about it. Yep. That's a red flag. Um, yeah. And I think a reason why challenging and supporting indirectly has been helpful to me through uh, just this last season has been that I, like Drew said earlier, I have blind spots. And a lot of times I, I didn't want to be challenger, uh, challenged at all at the beginning. I don't think – it was too fresh. I didn't need that. That would have hurt me and pushed trust away from us for sure. Um, but because I think you – took the time to actively listen to me, took the time to affirm me and validate me. And he took the time to build trust because there was trust that needed to continue being built because of 2022's whole fiasco. There's some points in our marriage where I just didn't know if Drew could help me either, you know, but through this, he has shown me that I can trust him. And then he gets to challenge and support me. And so then I'm open to it because I'm like, okay, if he's telling me, hey, Sabrina, you might be like, you might be at home a little bit more than you used to. And maybe you should go out and see this friend that keeps asking you to hang out. It's probably best that you do it. Just try. It's like, even if you just spend an hour with them, it might be really beneficial to you and your mental health. Just just see. And if not, you can text me to come get you or you can come home or whatever. Or if we're in a group, he's like, you know, here. I, I'm like, here's a code word if I want to get out of here, you know? Um, and I think that challenge is actually desired when all the other things are in place
2: yeah
1: like if you have that base of trust and support then that's when you're free to to challenge and the challenging can be really delicate you know Um, and challenging doesn't mean like oh you're looking at this all wrong right it's it's taking some aspect of it and being like hey have you considered maybe looking at it this way yeah or like What's the evidence and mm, what's the what I was gonna what's the today. proof yeah. that what you're thinking and feeling is true? Yeah. What's the proof? Yeah. You know, or what's the evidence that it's not true? Right. You know. Um,
0: I love that language. It helps break. It helps me look at my the narrative I'm spinning to see if it has any truth to it, and if it doesn't, then working on s- taking it captive, asking God to take it away, or are processing a little bit more to be able to let it go. Right. Um,
1: yeah. And then in that challenging, you have the opportunity to supplant some of those false narratives or mm-hmm. distortions or yeah. emotional patterns or uh, cycles that the person is stuck in with truth. Yeah. With truth, you know, and those truths can take a different form. The best source of truth that we have, as far as words go, is the Word of God. Right. Right. Like, God is for us. God Mm -hmm. will support us. He will take care of our needs. Uh, He has good things planned for us. He has a purpose for us. Um, We will suffer for a little while, but then we will be lifted up at the right moment. Um, We'll never be tempted beyond what we can handle with God's help. Uh, Things like that, right? It's like taking those truths and then applying them. But if you use the, the word of God as like a, a weapon or like a ruler to like smack them with right away. It's like, you know, it's hurtful. Yeah. It's hurtful. You can use as a weapon or as, you know, a first aid kit.
0: I think truly from all of this that we've talked about every, every point we've made up until challenging, I think
2: I'm, I'm a different Sabrina because of the way that you've handled me. Aww. Like I'm I'm sensitive. Mm. In a way that's helpful mm. and not like raw,
0: you know, immature mm. sensitivity. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying where mm-hmm. it's like you're just sensitive about everything mm. and you hold on to every grudge and every whatever. I'm just I'm sensitive to the way that I interact with people. For the most part. I have bad days. (laughs) Everyone does. But I'm sensitive to myself. And I think that's such a gift because I think as, like, being a nurse that never took care of herself for, like, four and a half years with labor and delivery, being in the hospital and stuff, like, I just never thought of my own needs. And I never thought of how to love myself or how to take care of myself emotionally. And I think I've healed so much in that in the last couple of years because I've allowed you to teach me sometimes. Sometimes I completely <laughs> hate it and I reject him teaching me because it feels a little bit like maybe criticism. or. Mm. But it, that, that's a root. That's a root for my past, for my childhood. Yeah, what's childhood. the chair behind the chair? And yeah, it's just made me a lot better internally you know,
1: like, mm, well, thank you for saying that. And I'm grateful for the opportunity to have helped you. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy that's you that I'm helping. <laughs> Thanks. <babe. laughs> I think
0: our relationship is. No, I know. Our marriage is uh, a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> I think that um, as much as I'd love to, dive deep into every corner and avenue and problem we ever had that last that year like it's not it won't show our audience like how horrible that was, was
1: yeah it was terrible
0: and how detrimental it was to our mental health on both of us but through using this the, these ways of helping one another and learning on both sides, and getting help and medication and friends and family supporting us, like Drew and I are different people. Yeah, we are different spouses to one another than we were. Yeah, back then, and, and it's beautiful.
1: Absolutely, it's a miracle. And there will be more hardship ahead. No, yeah, I'm not saying we finished the work, but truly, truly, <laughs> like.
2: We've been through a the, lot, though.
1: Any willingness that we have to explore different ways to improve our communication is the result of complete and utter failure <laughs> in our marriage. And genuinely Absolutely. the grace of God and other people yes. who have propped us up yep. throughout the way. Yep. And still have a long way to go. But yes, we do. We are thankful for the progress, however small, however significant, um, that we've made so far.
0: All right, we'll move into a light topic how about that sounds good i think i've cried like four times this week
2: <laughs> just Let sobbing
0: it out. no not even like maybe four times in the last two days i
2: think
0: <laughs> i don't know anyway amazon purchases we're gonna we're gonna do that segment because that's fun um hey we'll go first how about that because i've bought more <laughs> <laughs> I did get satin heatless curlers. They were all the rage uh, a a while ago, but I finally gave in and I was watching Queer Eye because that's one of my favorite TV shows. And Jonathan Van Ness was doing the heatless curlers on his own hair. And I was (laughs) like, why haven't I bought one of them? They're like $15. They're so cheap. And it gives you the most beautiful curls with only having like, Freshly come out of the shower and slipped on your hair, and that's it. Nice It's so easy, and I think about curling my hair all the time, but I don't want to put the heat on it. It's too hot in the morning to do a curler. It's too long. I have so many excuses, so why not just try heatless curlers? So I'm doing it. It's like the one that goes up above your head like a headband. you twist the if people don't know what I'm talking about, you twist your hair around it on each side and then you just like sleep. <laughs> And then I got more shampoo because I'm in love with the shampoo I'm using and I've gone through so many people on Instagram know, the people who follow me know that I've had a hair journey (laughs) in the past.
1: Hair journey. Yeah. And
0: I finally found a good shampoo that actually I got from a hair salon shop with a friend and then I just got more of it in a big old bottle. What is it called? I'm looking it up. Uh, Bain de Terre. It's French. Yeah. B A I N space D E space T E R R E.
1: Bon de Trois.
0: Something like that. Balancing shampoo. Green Meadow. It has argon and manoy mono- oils. <laughs> Anyways, if you care. Uh, and one of my other favorite things I got was an Avant book. I got, finally, I've been looking at this for years to get, I'm not sure why it's taken me so long, but I got the Greatest Gift Advent book by Ann Voskamp, which is like my favorite author. And she's beautiful. Her writing is so beautiful. I also got a basal thermometer, basal temp thermometer, which helps you track ovulation because mm-hmm. that's like tried and true from way back when people use it to track
1: nice. their ovulation. So I'm going to try that. Cool, cool use the tools yeah let's see my amazon purchases yeah i got that spirit-filled life bible yeah actually so i got a bible while well, you got all that superficial stuff i'm just kidding <laughs> i got an Avent i'm book. just kidding <laughs> That's I'm too no um yeah i got the that spirit-filled life bible which has been cool and then other amazon stuff
0: uh, i was looking back and you i mean, you got I, a I, mean gift. I got a
1: gift yeah i made a, a a custom gift for a friend and i just ordered that today and i'm shipping it to them directly so it'll be a surprise for them which, you, is, which is fun you got your pill cutter <laughs> oh my gosh yeah i think we already talked about that yeah we did the last episode. Oh, we, did. we so got funny. it uh, um other purchases Nothing really, just, I mean, all my stuff is all virtual and digital, like on iPad now. Oh, right. So, yeah, some of the stuff, I'm using free trials of, like, GoodNotes and stuff, but mm. what's nice is that GoodNotes, you can pay monthly, but also you can just pay, like, a one-time thing, mm. which is nice. Just pay for it outright, yeah. and you own it, which is, I think I'll probably just do. I think it's, like, 30 bucks or something, but for a lifetime. Nice. So, it's, like, the cost of an expensive moleskin journal, so. That's true. Yeah, but it's a billion pages.
0: Billion. All right. We haven't done this in a while. Thought I'd bring it back. We're going to do good and guilty. I'll start. Sounds good. (laughs) My good was those Mediterranean bowls that I've been making. So simple. Um, I sometimes listen to the Carpool podcast and they have these like quick dinners that they put on their podcast and then they put the recipe on their website. And so I got it off of that. And it's basically like I use the Greek goddess seasoning from Trader Joe's on my chicken. I make rice and I put in some tomatoes, some cucumbers, some pepper, chinis, some olives and tzatziki sauce. It's like one of my favorite meals for lunch and have you had it this week
1: mm-hmm. yeah you made oh, one for me okay yeah. yeah yeah that worked it was great
0: does your coworker still um comment on the food i bring i make it yeah yeah <laughs> it makes it so though, good
1: this one though they didn't because it didn't look as appetizing really? as it was good but it's the presentation appetizing. wasn't
0: okay it's
1: like chicken i have to get with...
0: better at that or what no no
1: no i'm not saying that it's just a chicken bowl with tzatziki sauce <laughs> okay. just looks kind of nasty
0: and then guilty we've been we've been pretty guilty recently cuz mm-hmm. we've gone to the sea, duh, seafood cartel a couple times and we got oysters that had ceviche in them with like this hot sauce it was so good mm-hmm. way too expensive and then we got um their OG tostada that has like a crab paste and then their ceviche on top it's delicious it's so good it's so it's sonora style so it's seafood and mexican together so
1: good yeah really good okay so my good i don't know that Domino's that we had the other night hit the spot That's we more got like guilty we got yeah oh yeah whoops that is guilty yeah um uh yeah just just pepperoni pizza but it was like it was the pan, pan bake yeah oh so, yeah. which makes it like i don't it's know beautiful like Fluffy. a smaller crust so, oh, good, fluffy, thick. So fluffy. And, and then, that uh, garlic sauce. Yeah, with garlic mm. sauce. Mm. And then I like, got some wings with it. We did? And then, yeah, the chicken.
0: Oh, the chicken. Yeah,
1: and then the, um, oh, it's like a calzone almost. Yeah. With like um, jalapeno and bacon in there. Yeah. Oh, dip it in some it marinara. But they forgot the marinara sauce.
0: <gasps> That's right. It's, That's messed up.
1: No tip for you. Uh, And then good, I think, the like, the new protein that we got. What's it called?
0: Oh, yeah, Clean and Simple Eats.
1: Yeah, it's like a chocolate protein. It's really good. Actually, um, uh, during this podcast I'm sipping on, uh, I made a a, uh, protein peppermint mocha coffee. So it's just, like, coffee with that chocolate protein in there and then a little bit of peppermint mocha creamer from Safeway.
0: To be specific, it's the chocolate brownie batter. And it has 20 grams of protein and 110 calories per serving.
1: Oh, oh. it's
0: pretty great. It is 100% grass-fed whey. Normally we don't do whey, but I thought
1: no way. I, I want like, to try it. Yeah, we have been on plant-based for a while, and there's just there's a lot of debate. It's like there's for so a while debate. everyone was on plant-based, and then now some are returning more to like grass-fed, like whey or. More beef protein, so yeah.
0: They actually clean and simple eats actually has an app too. Did you know that? And Mm -mm. they like counts macros and has recipes, and it's like a dollar for the for like a year or something. Oh wow, (sighs) I might be wrong on that.
1: (laughs) Drew Tube.
0: Okay. For me, I have been reading my book club book. Um, it's called the book club hotel by Sarah Morgan. She writes a lot of Christmas novels. It's cute. It's a really easy read and I'm almost done with it. I have like 10, 15% more. So I'm excited about that. And then I've also been, um, watching Virgin river. I actually finished it and it's crazy. She in, in this series, she has a stillborn and she has a miscarriage. They show both of them. It's really sad. There's no warning on it either. So I watched the I watched the episode and I was like, uh, okay. It was made me cry at lunch, on lunch break. It's <laughs> terrible. Um, but I love Virgin River and I watched the Christmas episodes. They were all right. I felt like they kind of, I feel like they didn't, it wasn't the real Mel and Jack. They forced it. Like they were just forced. It's almost as if they made it really quickly. I wonder if it's because of the strike.
2: Mm.
1: If they just
0: like expedited the last two Christmas episodes. Oh. But they're very like crunch, crunch time mm. feel.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, kind of like everyone feels about Gilmore Girls the last season. It just feels really rushed. So they're all right. They're cute. Make you feel good. But they're interesting. How about you?
1: Uh, let's see. I'm coming toward the end of the. Uh, been watching a mini series oh, on yeah. Max. It was made in like 2005, I think. It's called. It's called John Adams. It's uh-huh. about the founding father, John Adams, second president of the United States. He was the first vice president under George Washington, and uh, it's just his story. Um, and it's just the time period is during the American Revolution, uh, when the United States was. Um, gaining independence from Great Britain and just that whole process of the war and drafting the Constitution and Declaration of Independence and just follows it kind of through a bio biopic of of John Adams life and so that's been really cool and really refreshing to get in touch with the roots of um, of American history yeah it is kind of making me patriotic just to yeah just the thought and the heart of these guys, like the amount of virtue they put into protecting the civilians from a tyrannical government, that just helps elevate, you know, free market and freedom of expression, religion, freedom of speech, uh, and you know, protecting the unali- unalienable rights mm. of people. And I so, I
0: pledge allegiance to the flag, of the <laughs> United States so, of America.
2: Uh, that's do they cool. even do that anymore?
1: Actually, yeah, um, at the school that. I used to work at. They did. Okay. That's yeah. good to hear. Yeah. I know
2: some Hawaiian.
1: Some pla- most don't. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They don't say the Pledge yeah, of Allegiance. Even in
1: the mainland too. Really? Like, yeah. There's oh. not. We
0: know in Texas you're going to do yeah. that.
1: <laughs> yeah. And the Texas flag.
0: <laughs> oh, I'd also like to say on Instagram we put up a movie list for Christmas. The Drew Breena Christmas movie list. Yeah. So we one watched for every
2: day in day the, the month. Yeah.
0: So today's the 11th and let me look. What's the 11th movie of the month? Did I save it? I don't
1: yeah. know. So, oops, oh, uh,
0: it's the Christmas Chronicles.
1: Mm, it's we, on Netflix, yeah?
0: Yeah. We actually watched the Christmas Switch, which is, we're bad. It's day 20s movie, yeah. but <laughs> I wanted to watch it. It was cute, didn't you think?
1: Yeah, it was cool.
0: Who did it have in it again?
1: Uh, I had Ed Helms, Sarah Jessica Parker. It was cute. Yeah, it was a good movie. I loved it. About then, like the, the kids and the parents, like, switching swapping. bodies yeah. kind of like freaky friday
0: yeah but the whole family yeah
1: the whole family christmas style it cool message about it was cute if you were to walk a mile and someone shoes, how would you treat them kind of thing so it was cool yeah I, and I then see. what else hey, watch we watched
0: here. home alone yesterday
1: yeah we watched home alone yesterday ultimate classic. I love that movie. I basically know every line. It's so funny. And it just gets me in the spirit. Plus, the music in that movie is really good. So good. We watched Elf earlier this week, too.
0: Babe, do you realize we have a week, like a week and a few days before we go home for Christmas? Yeah,
1: only 10 days.
0: We're going home for Christmas. Woo. I'll be home for Christmas.
1: Yep. Um, yeah, and then what am I reading? I'm reading a book called The Brothers uh, Karamazov by Fyodor Dostoevsky. It was written a long a time ago by a Russian author and it's pretty cool. It's about these three brothers and one of them is kind of like the misfit and the outcast. The middle one is kind of intellectual and reserved and then the youngest one is actually a monk in a monastery and their dad is just like a con artist. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like the worst guy ever. And so, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's really long, um, but it's it's cool. and it's, it's kind of a difficult read. It's like pretty heady, mm. and, intellectual, but it's fun. Cool. All
0: right. We're bringing back the other segments we used to do. So we're going to do a Hawaiian word of the week. Um, because we talked about husbands and wives a lot today and like spouses, we decided to do what a woman and a man, um, what you call them in Hawaiian. So, for a woman, it's wahine.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Wahine. And I actually just wore my hat today that says local wahine. <laughs> oh,
1: no. Blasphemy. I know. You I'm not no actually local.
0: local. Please <laughs> don't tell me that. But, yeah. <laughs> um, and but then wahine is a woman. It is.
1: It's a distinguished woman a or distinguished wife. Woman. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then man is kane. She's hmm like a gentleman, a sir, yes. a man. Yes. A... What is it? Well Kaneohe oh. was
0: a bamboo man.
1: A <laughs> <laughs> bamboo man.
0: So that's cool. That's what you actually see on all the bathrooms uh a lot of not all of them, but some of them have Wahine and Kane on them for the bathroom here in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. They're cute. So. Some of them have like lays around their neck, like the little stick figure. Yeah. It's so cute.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Well, there you go. There's your new words. and, And we thank you, Wahine and Kane, for listening to this week's podcast. We just got one more section. We'll sign off real quick.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for either starting, enduring, or ending your week with us. We're so grateful that you listen to our podcast. Um, please make sure to rate us a five star rating if you enjoy this podcast. If you just love Drew and I, that would be so <laughs> helpful. <laughs> That's how people find out about our podcast. Cool. Um, and then follow us on Instagram at the Drew Brina Show for any updates. Um, I'm not as uh, often on Instagram and Facebook as I was before, but uh, any updates I have, I put them on. ASAP. So just make sure you follow us along, follow along with us. <laughs> Aloha.
1: Cool. And then, um, not, oh, not, not done yet. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Go on. Uh, your, self requ- your self-reflection question this week is Ooh. just think about how you can support your significant other or a mm. friend or even a stranger. I love that. Yeah. Um, just, you know, how can you be an active listener? How can you affirm and validate build trust and then ultimately challenge and support them it is a practice be gentle with yourselves we're all learning so thank you for listening and we'll see you next week bye